subtle skills, big results. Welcome to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Ninja Selling Podcast. He is Garrett. I am Matt. And as always, we are excited to be with you today. And today is a topic that many of you might be expecting. We're going to be talking about setting yourself up for success in 2024. And so before we go into that, I do want to share some of the options that you have with Ninja to get yourself ready for 2024 business planning options. First, of course, if you're a member of our coaching program, we are doing our, what do we call it, Garrett? Our business planning workshop, right? It it is good old fashioned business planning. We refer to it as business planning. It is three broken out sessions, not ones that like, oh, show up for this one or that one or that one. It is is three sessions that all work together. And by the last one, you will have all the pieces that you need to finalize your business plan. And make, but it it puts it in a very specific order to make sure you're going to have success and get the most out of it, where a lot of people just kind of like go into business planning. And then when they're done with business planning, they're like, where do we start? <laughs> and this will make sure that like you have a perfect plan at the end of this thing. I've done it this way for many, many, many years for people and the ones that follow it. And then the ones that then take that business plan and use it throughout the year have tremendous success with it. So that is what we do through the coaching program. Yes. So if you are a part of our coaching program, you have access to that. If you're not part of the coaching program, but always thought about hiring a coach, just head over to ninjaselling.com. There's a coaching button at the top. You can find personal coaching under that tab and reach out to us. We'd be happy to chat with you about that. If you've been to an installation, you also have the option of attending a Ninja Mastery session specifically designed for what we call business strategies, which involves building a business plan. And to find those availabilities, which there is one kicking off tomorrow. I'm not sure if it's fuller yet by the time this goes live, but you can go to ninjamastery.com or at ninjaselling.com under the coaching tab again, there is mastery, which you can click on and find those classes. And there will probably be another one that begins. There is actually one that begins in November as well, mid-November. And then the last option available to anybody is Larry Kendall's three-hour business plan roadmap. So it's a little bit new branding for that course, but it's three hours live with Larry Kendall which to find that this is all taking place on Ninja U. So you can just head over to u.ninjaselling.com or if you go to ninjaselling.com under the classes, you can click on business planning roadmap and find a link to the three sessions that will take place on November 1st, December 5th, and January 8th so that you can sign up for those as well. And that is a great, if you're new to Ninja or if you want refreshers and, and kind of a, a good guidance from Larry, that is a great place to begin and get yourself set up for 2024. So I know that was a bit of like kind of an ad at the beginning here, but as Garrett and I were talking, we're like, oh, by the time this one goes live, people are going to be interested in how they can get themselves set up for 2024. And we wanted to make sure that you knew what your options are for that. And we're going to talk about all of this stuff today too. Absolutely free, of course, because that's what we love doing here on the podcast is just providing as much value as we possibly can. Garrett, did I miss anything? Oh, I'm sure he did, but it'll be fine. Yeah. Tired. All right. That's it. Nice intro, Matt. Way to go, dude. Thanks, guys. Uh, that was a lot of information. <laughs> so uh, that's it. That's it for today. No, I'm just kidding. That's all, I got. That's, all <laughs> that's all there is. 
We did want to talk about planning today, and you know, Matt and I went back and forth over. I mean, and you know, you all have there. There's episodes in the past of us talking about the power of business planning and what business planning is. But I know there's a lot. We also have a lot of newer listeners, and I think there's always a great perspective to take on what, why business planning. And and there's a lot of you out there that know you're supposed to business plan. You're very clear on the power of a business plan, and you're still sitting here in October of 2023 going, man, I wish I had a business plan for this year, or I wish I would have finished my business plan this year, or I wish I would have looked at my business plan that I created at the end of last year, this year. Like That's very, very, very common, Matt, where people will, one, fail to create it at all, or they will put time into it and then they never look at it. Right. But they feel like they've done a business plan. They've got this like, I've got a business plan, like I'm done, well, this is great. And then they just jump right back into being the person that they've always been, just doing their normal stuff. And uh, they never circle back around. So today, Matt, I'm open. We can kind of dive into this, like what are best practices around you know, business planning and how should we be thinking about this? And And really, I mean... I've always looked at business planning like traveling. Like if you're going to make a take a trip and you're going to go somewhere you love, take your family, take your loved ones. You don't want to set up a trip like most of us business plan. Most of us, if we were to take the business planning strategy and then go on a trip, it would look something similar to, we'll take the first route, which is uh, no plan at all. And we're just like walking out of our house, getting into the first car that drives by, which drives us to the, I guess, airport is where we get dropped off at to get on (laughs) that plane, which where is it going? We don't know, but we're going on vacation. And you jump on the plane and all of a sudden you end up landing in, but anywhere you don't want to be and going, that's not where I want to go. Like, that's not what I wanted. That's the way a lot of people work with business planning in their business. Now there's the next strategy, which is you plan out an amazing trip and then you don't follow a darn thing of it. You know, it's like, you know what date you're supposed to take off at. You know exactly where you're going. You got hotel rooms booked out there. You got all kinds of stuff. And then we never actually implement it. It'd be like, I'm going to get that great CRM this year and you buy the CRM, but then you never do anything with it this year. I'm going to have that website built. Great. You build the website, you put all the money into it, and you never actually get to the point of it going live. That would be like scheduling your hotel in Hawaii and just not showing up to it. Like, There's all these things of how we go about this that if you can do this right, if you can build it right, you're going to put time and energy in this front side of this business up here, and then we need to find times to implement it and make sure it all comes to be so we can enjoy what we have on our minds here. So Matt, yeah. this is where I want to go, man. I'm excited to spend time with you as always and beat this around a little bit. Yeah. And and I think if we can, you know, the goal here for us is to basically share with you a, a simple way that you can put together a plan because these things don't have to be super complicated. I mean, it can be, they can be highly detailed. <laughs> yeah, they all, that we, we've seen the most complicated of complicated business plans. Yeah, but they don't have to be. And I think it, starting out really, and we talked about this a few episodes ago about setting your goals and making sure they're not other people's goals, but your own, right? And I think that's where business planning begins is creating that vision of like, where do I really want to be? And the conversation I've had with people, I forget if I mentioned this on the other episode, so forgive me if this is redundant, but a conversation I'm having with a lot of people going into this 
season, business planning season, is you know you remember the letter that you do on the last day of the installation. Instead of writing a letter to yourself a year from now, talking about how proud you are of all the goals and things that you have achieved, you know, with the number of transactions and income and all those things, write a letter to yourself about how proud you are of the habits that you've built, of the emotions that you're experiencing, and that kind of thing, because those things you have so much more control over. And I think this is where sometimes people end up throwing away their business plan is they, they, they put these things in there that are just these kind of tactical type of things versus, hey, what are my controllables? Because that's what we want to plan out is how do we make sure that over the next year, you're in full control of your actions and let the results take care of themselves. I'm not saying we shouldn't have goals around net incomes and transactions. Of course we should. But in terms of what the plan is, the plan's not the goals. The plan is what can you control to achieve the goals? And so that's where I would begin is setting that energy all right so that now you can look at, okay, what are the routines that I want to follow in order to get to where I want to be by this time next year? Well, I really liked how you said, that, you know, what are the controllables that I have? Because very often, as you were just saying, is that you get these results that we put out here and all of a sudden there's a certain point in the year that you might look at a goal that you set at the beginning of the year and you might go, your brain all of a sudden kicks in where it used to say, that's possible. I'm going to do it. I'm going to make that happen. And then all of a sudden you get to halfway through the year and you're looking at that goal and you might go, it might happen. I don't know. Maybe if I keep on the pace that I'm on right now, it's not going to happen, but there is this rest of the year left. And if I really show up right and I do everything right, it very much could happen. You take another month away then you start all of a sudden having that voice creep in again. And what happens is, is when it starts to tear down your motivation around the goal, usually what happens, it also starts to tear around your energy around what you were referring to as your controllables. And the reality is, is what we need to do is keep our energy up around our controllables and keep our focus on our controllables because those produce the results no matter what. If you want to be an artist, your control is to go and paint every single day. You may not be somebody who's selling your art at a museum right now, but the controllable side of it is I can show up, I can paint every single day, I can try different techniques, I can use different paints, different strategies, different tools, and show up the next day and try some different tools, different paints, look at this a little bit different, use different lighting on it. And all of a sudden, at some point, because of your controllables, you end up with your paint in a museum or in a show or, a, you know... And I think that that's where we can get stuck is we just constantly look at is, has anybody bought my art yet? Has anybody bought my art yet? Has anybody bought my art yet? Oh, I'm failing as an artist. And this isn't going to happen. This goal of having my art sell at the end of the year, this is, it, it just seems unattainable now. I don't know. I don't even know how we're going to do this. Yeah. And then we're, I'm just not going to paint anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the result that you want to have. Not. Right. So I love your controllables, Matt, because we have so many controllables in our business that everybody knows. When you do them consistently, you're going to get results. It's pretty impossible not to. Um, if I'm out talking to enough people about their life and about their world, what's the likelihood that I'm never going to come across somebody who's having life changes? Oh, yeah. It doesn't exist. <laughs> you know, the chances of me finding somebody out there who's having a baby, it's going to happen at some point. You're going to bounce into something like, oh my gosh, we're having, we're having a newborn. That's going to happen. Divorces happen. New jobs happen. 
loss of jobs happen. Death happens. It does. If you are around enough people, all these things just take place. And all these things typically need someone to help them with real estate around the backside of it. So it's like, you know, that's a controllable. Do enough of it, the numbers work out. And I think what you just went through too, it's not, it's taking those controllables and looking for the things that are resilient that build sustainable businesses. Because you can look at a controllable like this shiny object over here, this new thing that I want to get into, and you can control it, but maybe it's a very small opportunity of actual production of opportunities for your business, right? And I think that's where if you lay out, okay, here's all the controllables, here's all the actions, then we need to analyze why or why not have we been doing these things. You know, for example, building relationships, making calls, writing notes, doing the Ninja Nine. If you look back at this year and say, you know, I haven't really been doing that. Well, why? What's the roadblock for you that's preventing that? Is it structure in your schedule? Do we need to develop the habit of doing it? And there's things that are standing in the way. Or are there some other fears around communication or maybe your database isn't set up the right way? And then we, from that, we can identify another controllable that can help us get around that so we can start showing up for those actions. Just like the database as an example, Gary, you're saying, if you talk to enough people, you're going to run into people with life change. Great. How many people are in your database that you can talk to right now? And we need to take an honest look at that and say, and there's probably more people than you think, but now it's okay, how do I get engaged with those people? And if I don't have enough people, what do I want to do to go build that database? Because that's something that you can control as well. You don't have to go buy leads and you know say, oh, well, my, my strategy is going to be to pay this company to send me buyer and seller leads. It's like, that is a strategy, don't get me wrong. But now you're not in control of the lead source, which makes it a, a tough business plan to build sustainability around. Well, that's right. This... Is that controllable, sustainable? So it's like I look at like, um, let's say the goal is to to be ripped, you know, muscles, you know, like a bodybuilder, like Matt. Oh, no, I'm not a bodybuilder. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, Matt was flexing. So you got this this goal that you have out here, and there's lots of ways to get to that goal of you know having that body muscle bound. There are steroids. That's on the list. Let's put that one on there. We're gonna put that one on there. Not recommended. There's uh, certain ways you can eat. There's definitely exercise. There's there's all kinds of paths to getting yourself to this body that you want to have. Some of them are sustainable. Some of them you can do for the rest of your life. Some of them are ones you can do short-term to produce short-term results, have a win, and then you really can't do it for very long. And sometimes you can even damage other aspects of your world around you. And I think as you're building your business plan, uh, really start to look at like, Am I building this around things that are the, the quick shot in the arm? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> shot in the thigh. Oh, so punny. So punny. <laughs> oh, that's good. This is good. This is great. That's just, this stuff just comes out of my brain, guys. I, I don't even, I don't plan this stuff. So you got the quick shot in the arm. You've got the stuff that's also way more sustainable. And what am I building my plan around? And, uh, you know, it's interesting is like, as I'm using this analogy and continuing down this route, there's a reason why a lot of people look for silver bullets. They look for that quick fix, that quick win. That's why a lot of people that want to be bodybuilders and go down that route don't actually go, okay, I'm going to spend all that time in the gym doing all the stuff. I'm going to take some shortcuts maybe. Not everybody. Well, and if you talk to competition bodybuilders, they'll tell you the things they do to get ready for a competition are not sustainable. No. They do those things in order to get to the absolute peak, you know, 
minimal percentage of body fat and compete. And then it's like, okay, let's get back to sustainability and good health. Right. So I think that like, this is when you're building your business plan. I've always been one to help people build business plans around long-term sustainability. What is something that I can do this year, but I can also do the next year. I can do the next year. I can do the next year. And with consistency of doing that, you get better health, better health, better health, better health, better health. It just keeps growing. It keep, you keep getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And that's what we watch with people's businesses, Matt, when they have it around something that is sustainable. Now, there are systems out there that we have watched, and I'm going to pick on some here and people might go, ah, that, that's, that's one that's been a great one for me my whole life. <laughs> but when you really stop to analyze it, let's go back to life changes in my 20 years of being involved in real estate is a very sustainable thing. It's never faltered. It's never changed. It's never been like, oh, yep, people were having babies and now they're not, or people were dying and now they're not. Like th These things like kind of just happen as life goes along. Same thing with all the other pieces of the 16 aspects of change. Open houses though. I know people that have put all their energy into open houses and trying to find new people through open houses. If you had a business built around open houses and you built your entire business plan around open houses, there's a marketplace we were just in that I had a lot of people come to me and saying, oh no, what do I do? There are no open houses right now. Homes aren't staying on the market long enough to hold them open. People were even taking listings going, I'm going to price it a certain way to keep it on the market a little bit so I can do an open house. Heard that one. I'm like, don't do that to your people. Like, what are you doing? Ooh, what? Oh, yeah. It, it, again, we when we build a business around open houses, though, and you look at it and you go like, oh, here's my opportunity. It's not necessarily always looking for the best results for the person. They are sometimes going, I need to create more opportunities around this plan that's going to allow me to have more business. So weird things are decided on. Working with banks, Matt. We saw that back in 2008, nine. Yeah, for foreclosures. Yeah, for sure. And build your bank relationships, do short sales. I saw people do great business through that time, but it wasn't a long-term sustainable plan. It was in the moment of that time, having a win out of that. And then all of a sudden, Foreclosures started to lighten up. Banks started seeing and stopped seeing the short sales come around. Boom, we're sitting around going, oh no, what do we do? This business that I created just dried up and I'm not sure where to go right now. I don't care what you build. I would love it if you build it around the ninja systems and the relationships that we talk about building. That would be what we all talk about and where we're all at. But I would ask yourself with anything you're doing, is this a long-term sustainable plan that we can do over and over and over again and get predictable results out of it? If it is, lean into it and pour your heart and pour your energy into it. Yeah. But if you if you see that it's a short-term win, acknowledge that it's a short-term win and plan it around side a sustainable system. I don't mind if you have a really awesome sustainable business and then all of a sudden you go, ooh, there's a little avenue over here that there's a pocket of a lot of business. I'm going to throw some energy and some time over to that, but I'm not going to falter on my systems that produce me the sustainable, controllable business. Well, and that's the beauty of having a plan. Oh, yeah. A map around something sustainable because you can now stack other things onto it. It also gives you the opportunity to look at your processes like your listing process and say, hey, here's all the elements I want to have when I, when I have a home that hits the market. It's going to go on this day. We're going to do these things. We're going to have these open houses. And 
maybe we don't get to the open house. Maybe we do, but it's built into your program and you're able to kind of look at that and have that set up so that when the opportunity is there, you're ready to seize it versus like, oh gosh, I'm finally going to do an open house. Now, what do I do for my open house? Like now is your time to plan that stuff out so that around your sustainable relationship core part of your business, we have these other elements. And by the way, building relationships with banks and all that stuff, you can still do that because that's going to also help you have good flow and be in relationships with individuals as well. It's the focus of relying on a particular line of business that we may want to avoid from the core aspect of how you build your plan. Just remember, Matt, the bank manager is a person also. So if it- Right. They need to- they have a home. If all you get out of it is an amazing relationship with the bank manager, it's just as valuable and awesome as all the other relationships out there. One of them just might all of a sudden go like, hey, can you help us with this? Yeah, I can. Exactly. It's like, hey, you know, we've been talking a lot about real estate for the bank. We're thinking about selling our house, right? And you're like, yeah, let's rock and roll. I got you covered. So you get, you have to think about all these aspects that you want to have in your business and, and look at, okay, how can I have a program available to me and what do I need to have in place in order to be able to execute on those things as they come up through the year? That's a great thing to look at right now. Now, Garrett, a lot of times with business planning, a lot of people think strictly just marketing. And that's not what I want people to just strictly think because your business plan is way more than marketing. That said, that is an aspect of the plan as well. So how do people begin to think about that and setting themselves up for something that is sustainable throughout an entire year. Well, I think when you, again, focusing, if I heard you correct, just on the marketing piece for a second, right? Mm -hmm. Part of the plan that we go down is really to map out exactly what you're going to have going out through the entire year. If you're going to bother to do business planning, it's not just saying, I'm going to send out three postcards a month or two postcards a month. It is literally getting down to saying, in February... This week, this postcard's going out. This one's going to be an art. The next one going out is going to be a science. The next one going out is going to be an art. Then we got a science. And then what exactly do we have in the lineup for art and science postcards so that when that time comes, I'm not having to create it. I'm just plugging it in and going, that is my postcard that's going out at this time. You might even have on your business plan a, oh my gosh, I don't have anything right now to help me get those postcards out. You might add it in as a first quarter project to say, look, I'm going to get a hold of postcard companies out here and marketing people out here to say, look, I need help. Maybe I'm going to hire somebody virtually to say, look, can you help me create these cards? This is what I need. This is the look that I want. So you can have those. Look, maybe it's even leaving the first quarter, maybe second quarter, third and fourth quarters when your postcard campaign is going to kick off. And you're setting that first quarter aside to say, look, this is when we're going to have this thing all built out and have it all created. This is your time to put that stuff together. Events. It drives me crazy when we're in October and I ask somebody, what are your events that you're going to be doing here through the holidays? Well, I don't know. Do you think I should do an event? Yes. It's like, well, it should have been, it's either yes or no. And that decision should have been made about a year ago. <laughs> about a year ago. Yeah. I'm going to do a pumpkin carving party. Excellent. It's already something that we we thought about way back when, you know, this is how we're going to do it. This is what it's going to look like. I'm going to use this event place to have that happen out. Like these are the times to get that all organized out, plan it all out because 
When you're in the middle of your year, we just want you to be as focused as possible. You don't need to get stuck in the weeds on this stuff. You don't need to get stuck in the creation of all of it. It's really a, what did I plan? Follow the plan. Put these things in place. Yeah. The thing I also love about having a really solid marketing plan, Matt, and I learned this from Tammy Spaulding many, many, many years ago. She said, the coolest thing when you have your marketing plan all laid out, when somebody hits you mid-year and says, oh my gosh, Matt, I have the coolest thing that you've ever seen. We have these amazing pens and we're going to put your name on the side of them. And underneath that, we're going to put your logo and we're going to put your phone number and your email address on it. And just imagine everybody in town having one of your pens in their hands as they're signing their checks, as they're signing contracts, as they're filling out their forms for their kid's school. Like You're going to be everywhere. And all you have to say is, I really appreciate the phone call. I really appreciate the email. I already have my marketing budget and plan already set for this year. Can you call me January 1st? Actually, call me in November when I'm doing my business planning, and we'll see if it fits in with my plan for that year. I love that she gave this like reason to say, I don't sign up for everything that comes down the path. It might be very shiny. It might be very cool. This idea of having everybody have my pen in their hand all over town might really grab my attention. And the answer is always no. Call me in November when I'm doing business planning. And it just eliminated distraction. So, Tammy, thank you for that. There's lots of Tammyisms out there that I throw around all the time, but that was uh, that was one I, I still hold true to myself as I run my business. Yeah. Well, and the beauty of that as well is if something really cool comes along, you're able to evaluate it with much more detail because you already know what you're doing, how effective it is, what's your investment in it versus, yeah, it is July and I really haven't been doing much for marketing. Maybe I should grab those pens, right? Just so you know, nobody will call you in November, by the way, and go, oh yeah, we're just circling back around. You told us to call back in November when you're doing your business planning. And if they do, then you're like, okay, they have a pretty good business model. They must know what they're doing, right? I mean, I've yet to see it happen. <laughs> if they actually make that note. But I think if you have a solid marketing plan, if you have a solid flow plan, right? And part of this, I'm going to kind of jump ahead and then come back because the next step is making sure you plan all this stuff out on your calendar so that your focus is mostly on execution. What we want to do is have a plan that allows us to move into 2024 and be able to say, okay, here's what I'm doing this week. Here's what I'm doing this week. Part of that, by the way, would even be as going as far as planning out all of your real estate reviews for the entire year, which is who has home closings in January, February, March, April, et cetera. And you just know week over week, what are the actions that I'm taking? What is the marketing going out? So that you can be as dynamic as possible, right? I mean, there were so many people who said in 2020, and even recently, like, oh gosh, the market's changing. Throw out your business plan. It's like, no, don't ever do that. Pull out your business plan and see, is this still going to work for me? And you're going to be able to better evaluate what little tweaks you might need to make because your business plan is not some inflexible object. It's designed to be dynamic. Here's the cool thing. Also, if your business plan is built around something that has completely gone away, because there are aspects of things that completely go away, you might have to rebuild the whole thing. The beauty of all of you that are following and love on Ninja here, as we're all working together, unless people disappear, your business plan is valid. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because you're right. I mean, I think I've shared this story before. I know an agent who had his entire business built on Google keyword searches, right? And this was back in the 2000s when SEO was the thing because social media was not a thing yet. And he was doing great. Page one. Then Google changed the algorithm and all of a sudden he was on page three and his business changed immediately because he wasn't doing the relationship stuff on the back end a little bit, right? As naturally, most businesses will have some level of relationship that still goes on. And that's when he changed everything to Ninja and rebuilt his business back up. And so you're right. And that's what we're talking about here too, is building a Ninja plan involves building your core strategy around your relationships and you get to stack all these other things on, which will be related to relationships, which gives you a dynamic plan that never needs to be thrown out. And then even year over year, you just get to make tweaks. Like there are people who are listening to this right now who are like, yeah, my business plan is probably going to be done in about a couple hours. You know, I'm going to do my evaluation, check my numbers, look at what's been working, what hasn't been working, make a few tweaks, and I'm off and running. And that's awesome. So you make a race analogy, Matt. <laughs> Wait, what? So <laughs> I'm thinking about a certain track in my mind. And it's interesting. Once you find a path, a successful path around that track that produces really good lap times, the next time you go to that track, you don't go, okay, we're going to switch it all around. We're going to do it completely different this time. I'm going to accelerate at different points. I'm going to break at different... I'm going to break right down the middle of the straightaway because why not? Let's just check it out this time and see what works. Let's just try it. <laughs> Once you have a really successful plan, I love how you said it, man. Once you have a really successful plan, it's not about rebuilding the entire plan every single year. And business planning does become easier and easier and easier as you move forward because you're like, I'm not reinventing the wheel here every single time. I'm not looking out there for all the new buzzwords and all the new things to go like, ooh, grab that, grab that, grab this. Um, this is something new and hot out there. It's no, it, this is a very sustainable system. And just like going around a track, you have all your points and all your stuff. And every once in a while, things will change about the track. For instance, the track that I just went to, we were joking about it because they repaved the entire track. If anybody likes racing and you know Laguna Seca, they put a fresh new surface on this track for the first time in like 20 years, whole entire track. And everybody was like, oh my gosh, it is a totally different experience being out here. Were all the turns still laid out the same? The straightaways the same? Everything's still the same? Yes, but you had this crazy grippy surface that you just nobody was used to. And it was awesome. Lap times were falling all over the place, if, that you, if you guys care. But with that, I think that like those are the type of changes that will happen, but not a complete rebuilding, uh, more so of adjustments to a new surface that you're dealing with. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what I love about it, man. And I mean, there, there's a whole lot we could cover and go into detail, but if you recap this episode, it basically comes down to creating a vision of what you want to have in this world, coming up with controllable actions that you can do consistently, building a marketing plan, getting all of those things, the actions and the marketing all on the calendar so that you can go ahead and execute on that throughout the year and show up, right? Show up and perform, you know, and then you get into monthly and quarterly recaps to kind of look at your leading indicators to see how well we're doing. We could probably do a whole nother episode on that. 
And we will do a whole nother episode on that now that I've said that. So stay tuned for that one. But Garrett, what, are there any other crucial things that we need to make sure everybody knows about planning for 2024? No, I think uh, you know, throughout all the dates and all the opportunities that people have for themselves, I think um, I, everybody just uh, keep in mind that, that you are all business owners. You all are running a business. I was joking around with an owner of a real estate company the other day, and he was talking about all the, the agents and teams that are built inside of his office. And I said, they're all little mini brokerages right now. You, know, you have your agents and they have their support staffs underneath them, and they're all being run under these bigger brokerages. And I'm watching more so nowadays that people are owning their own business and running their own business and hiring more staff. It seems to be more natural to bring in an assistant, to bring in a marketing personnel, to bring in a a stagers and things like this that are their people that they use. And as these uh, businesses grow, it's more and more and more important that you treat it like a business and you don't treat it like a hobby. And if you want to take the first step to being a true business owner in real estate, take the time to build, to make a business plan, to really understand the inner workings what works and what doesn't work, you know, build some great vision out there where you want to go, what you want this to look like, and then make a plan of how you're going to get there and what that's going to look like. And then look at it, pull that business plan out and look at it often. If not daily, do it weekly, sit down and say, where am I right now? Where am I going? How much time do we have left in the year? What are the days that we've used? Have we used them the way that we were planning on using them? you got to have a plan to be able to have that conversation with yourself. Otherwise, you're just showing up and doing the same week over and over and over again, hoping that you're going to get to where you want to go. And some of you will be successful. There's a lot of very successful on-accident realtors out there. That can happen easily in this business. Yeah, can happen. When the seas get a little rougher, when there's a little bit more kind of challenges out there in the marketplace... You better have a plan. Otherwise, what we do is we start grasping at things. When you're grasping at stuff, you are not running it as a business anymore. So that would be my thing. And you don't want to rely on the on-accident to happen consistently. You just don't want to rely on it. And what we want is we want faster lap times. That's what we want. Absolutely. All right. So, (laughs) all right. So, with all of you, thank you so much. If you want to learn more about what we talked about with Ninja Selling today, go to ninjaselling.com. You can learn all about Larry's class on there, mastery that's available to you, one-on-one coaching. If you want to find a coach and you want to join us for business planning, we'd love to have you in that. We're going to have a great panel of coaches on there. We're going to talk about all of our experiences of what we've seen as we walk through each individual piece of that plan and uh, how we've seen people have major success with it. And with that being said, Matt, thank you so much. We will probably be giving some tips and ideas in the community as we get going forward. So check out things in there the on Facebook. For sure. And um, Awesome, man. Yeah. Appreciate every one of you. Appreciate you, Garrett. Thanks, everybody. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you, sir. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like more, visit us at the ninjasellingpodcast.com. There you will also find links for more information about ninja selling and coaching. Have an incredible day.